I'm interrupting the regular flow of copy room conversations with the short season to help us ease back into the thinking and doing of work. Every August on CRC, there will be a bonus season about a book I hope you'll read. In that bonus season, the podcast will include some segments from the book as well as some solo episodes about the themes of that book. This August, the short season is about my book, Nothing's Missing, a year of reckoning, release, and remembering who I am. Come September, we'll be back with season four of Copy Room Conversations, dedicated to the notion of letting go of imperfection and normalizing joy. Not coincidentally, two of the main themes from Nothing's Missing. This season, each episode opens with a quote from an educator I love and respect. This episode opens with a quote from Pamela Wilson. If you are a Copy Room Conversation listener, you remember Pamela from season one, episode one because there is no more important mentor, arguably person, in my life. We also have a quote from another teacher I love and respect, Lydia McClanahan, an educator and mother from Los Angeles, who works with me at the Center for Culturally Responsive Teaching and Learning. We'll start with Pam. Nothing's Missing shows us all how life demands re-examination of our experiences and expectations to chart our paths forward. And Lydia says, Nicole's undauntedness in pursuit of her peace and her individual truth commenced a much-needed exhale for me, along with the permission to feel all the things that I've been stuffed down and bottled up. I'm grateful. This story comes from the chapter, Wildflowers Don't Go in Rose. The chapter opens with a quote from earlier in the book, Wildflowers don't grow in rows, and neither do I. I'm a Jane of many trades, but a master of none. None, that is, except resistance. My body bears this out with a tension that runs down deep to my bones, creating what feels like steel cables up my spine and into my neck. I internalize everything, including the fact that I can't ever accept anything just as it is, not from myself and not from others. The manifestations of my resistance are pretty complex, but the roots are not at all ambiguous. I am an expert at resistance because of my nemesis, should. Should has been around as long as I can remember. I was a very easy child to raise and to teach because I was eager to please. While other kids might have needed to be yelled at or grounded, I just needed should. Should would remind me what to do and how to do it and why. Should would knock any shred of rebellion out of me and hold me still. Quiet, pretty, obedient, a good girl. I never learned to need to trust myself because I always had should around to tell me what to do. Lately, I'm finding myself pretty pissed off at should, but I still can't seem to shake her. Nothing just ever is when should is in town, and should is always in town. I shouldn't feel that way. I shouldn't be like that. I shouldn't eat that. I should be better at this. In short, Should's a real asshole. It feels so striking to me now because I'm alone so much more often with my dog. While should rules my world, only the present moment rules Mario's. This can be a danger, i.e. I see those shoes, I must chew them. But it is mostly a gift. I see that lady, I must go smooch her. Mario never resists a scrap of food or chasing a squirrel or barking at a potentially murderous mailman and he never ever resists an opportunity for joy or love, 
no matter when, where, or how they come. What a beautiful frame of reference by which to live in this world. Sometimes he does get his heart broken, but because he lives so readily in the present moment, he has a remarkable resilience about him. I love my friend. She told me to go away and I'm sad. Oh, a toy. Wonderful. And so it goes. What I most envy is that Mario's inability to resist inherently leads him to trust his instincts. Should doesn't dwell in his town because he has no time or need for her. She can say all she wants, but none of it matters because he trusts his own voice more than hers. What kind of glorious liberation must this be? Curiously enough, since we've been together here in this apartment, Mario has not chewed up one thing. He barely barks. He doesn't even chase his tail. He didn't need should to tell him to make these changes, because at this point his strongest instincts seem to be focused on protecting me. This is a place to keep safe, to keep quiet, to protect. This is a place where my beloved needs me to chill out so she can take care of her business. He stands guard over me, this dog, not with should or fear or a butter knife, but with a grounded confidence in his instincts. Love and loyalty are his mechanisms of choice, and for the first time in my life, all alone in this tiny apartment, I really and truly feel safe. Maybe I don't need should to make decisions for me. Maybe I just need Mario to help me protect my space so I can make them for myself. Thank you for listening to season three with episodes released on Sundays and Wednesdays in August, each one dedicated to a different chapter in the book, Nothing's Missing. Come September, we'll be back with season four of Coffee Room Conversations, dedicated to the notion of letting go of imperfection and normalizing joy. Not coincidentally, two of the main themes of Nothing's Missing. If you're interested in purchasing a copy of Nothing's Missing, you can get it anywhere you buy your paperbacks, ebooks, and audiobooks. 15% of all net profits I earn from these books and other speaking engagements and workshops is donated to Together Rising, an organization dedicated to women and families that uses local resources and knowledge to drive decisions that serve others. Learn more at togetherrising.com. To learn more about my work, please visit nicoleluciani.com. <laughs>